Welcome to episode 18 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shannon along with David Van Boglen. And this week, we'll be discussing the fallout of UFC 196, where everything just kind of went as we typically planned. More or less. Mm, a few little bumps in the road. Uh, we got a little MMA news for you. Tank Abbott back in the MMA scene. Uh, we got a little Vandalay Silva update. And uh, a couple former UFC veterans signing to different organizations. Let's get this party started. Right. David, how you doing today, my man? I feel good. It's uh, it's good to be here uh, a day early. Right, yeah, we're uh, recording a day early because I'm uh, going to a concert in Grand Rapids tomorrow evening. And we figure instead of trying to rush it tomorrow and, and do a, a half-assed job just to right. try to get a show going and, and finished, let's do it today. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, yeah. being willing to switch things around for me so I didn't have to half ass it tomorrow we can give a quality uh, episode of the show. Yeah, we got all night, so yeah. uh, uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about, so we're going to need sure the do. time. We sure do, man. Let's uh, let's get right into all it. Right. Last Saturday night, the main event of UFC 196 saw Conor McGregor taking on Nate Diaz at the 170-pound division, and uh, so I was right in the round that the fight was going to end. Yep. Yeah. Just not so correct with the prediction of who was going to win the fight. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, dude, I don't know. I texted this to you. We were talking after the fight got over. I don't know what the hell he was thinking dropping his hands. McGregor. I don't know either. I no. Because he was, the first round, I thought he came out with a great, great game plan. Had, yeah, same here. He was hitting it. He was landing shots. And I don't know if he just got overconfident. In the fact that he was landing so proficiently, or what it was, man, but something something happened, and he just decided to drop his hands, and they clocked him. Well, they they had a, a great back and forth in the first round, yeah. and there was a lot of good shots landed on both sides, but McGregor really got the better of him, right? A, a bit. I, I gave know. I gave the first round to Connor. Yeah, I, I, I. I think the yeah. proficiency he was landing, uh, he was landing better strikes. Um, Nate was still just trying to figure. I think feeling things out and trying to feel things out. And but I I don't know what the strategy was in the second round with putting your hands down. It, it kind of reminded me of of Ronda. Yeah, you know when she came out in the second round with her damn hands down. This is feeding. Just got tagged, and that's—I yeah. mean—that's what it is. People don't don't think about the Diaz brothers' punches being effective because they don't—they're pitter patters. Right. They don't throw a lot behind them, which is why they can throw such high volumes of punches because they're not punching that's themselves out. The science of boxing—I hit you more than you hit right. me. Right, but they know the time to pull the trigger on those punches, and Nate clocked him, and and when he hit him in that jaw, though, right before he dropped him to the ground, it was—I said it right there. I was like, "This fight's over." Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as as soon as both of them touched the ground, I was like, "Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's a wrap. it, man." And and kudos to Connor for fighting the uh, the the first guillotine the guillotine attempt, right? And and you know spinning out of that and whatever. But you get down on the ground with a Diaz, especially when you're not anywhere near a high level jujitsu practitioner. Exactly, it's over with. And Connor had he his distance. Wasn't quite there. He he missed a lot of shots, in particular mm-hmm. that left uh, that that in, inverted left uppercut. He was trying that left uppercut a lot, and it, it was just you know he was hitting glove or he was hitting you know, bouncing off the chest and, and missing his target. He just he was about an inch or so off 
which doesn't sound like a lot, but it really well, is. It really is, yeah. Um, and, and he was hitting more of this right, which is, you know, he's a southpaw, so he wants to get that left through there. He just he didn't have the distance. Nope. His timing was good. He was getting it on the right spot. He just he, he couldn't quite feel out his distance. So he landed a good number of shots, and he still won the first round strike-wise. But if he could have hit that left, we would have been talking about a different winner here. I think so, too. I think so, too. And uh, hats off to Nate. I mean, the dude fought a good fight. Absolutely. It's good strategy. And, you know, we knew as soon as... If you go to the ground, you're done. Yeah. You're done. And Connor has... Does, I mean, apparently has no jujitsu. No. So, but you're going to go up against a kid who's been training jujitsu his whole life. Yeah, and, and then mock him about it. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know where that came from. No. Uh, to, to mock him about uh, training on the weekend just, and, and teaching kids that I, I didn't really... Agree with that. He was. I know what he's trying to do. He's getting his head. Trying to get in his head. Anything he could do to get in his head. That's not the not the one, man. That wasn't really the particular route I would have taken. So uh, surprise ending. Nate gets the performance of the night, which uh, Nate doubled up. They got fight of the night, and yeah, he got performance. Yeah. So he doubled up and, and took an extra hundred k home. Yeah, I, I could have given him fight of the. Or I would have given him one. I don't think I would have given him both. Yeah. Because I, I mean, you you could have. Easily argued performance of the night for Misha. Yeah, very much so. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that here. In a yeah, few. That, that one's coming up. But, but, but winning the fight of the night, performance of the night, congratulations to, to Nate. A uh, little extra little extra cheddar in your pocket. Um, your biggest payday to date. So They um, they came in both underweight. Yeah, I, uh, I noticed that too. You know, Connor was 168 and Nate was 169. 169, yeah. But... The next day after the weigh-ins, Connor was still the same size. Nate had ballooned up oh, a little yeah. bit more, so you could tell he had somewhat of a weight cut, and he put more weight back on. Connor just he, he didn't. The same. Yeah, he was the same. So maybe that I mean had something to do with power. Yeah, um, possibly. I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's just something that I noticed. Um, and this is Connor's. Not his first fight at 170, I've come to realize. Really? He had a fight in his much, much, much younger was days. Was it over in uh, Cage Ranch? Yeah. Okay. And he had two fights at 170, and he won one and lost one. They said he went down and ended up landing at 145. And well, his, lo- there. his loss to Duffy was at 55, wasn't yes. it? Okay. Yeah. And he's... So he's not exactly new to this, but it's been so many years since he's done it. Right. So much... You know, he put so much effort into that 145 that going up like this, uh, I'd like to see him try it again, not necessarily against an opponent as quality as Nate. I don't know if I want to see him at 70 anymore. I just, I think, I think the experiment was kind of a fail. Yeah. I think 55 ideally is probably about the highest he needs to go. Uh, That's probably a sweet spot for him. I think so. I mean, you know, he's still, he... It's not going to be as hard of a weight cut. And obviously, he's still got to go back to 45 and defend his title yeah. at some point. But realistically, I just I think I think the dreams of trying to chase Robbie Lawler up to that 70 died that That's, that's because done. Robbie will kill you. Yeah, that, that, that dream is if over. If you come in fighting at still weighing 169 when you're in the cage across from Robbie when he's about 185, 200 pounds, right. you're going to die. Yes. He will take your head off. Yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, but I think I think fifty five is still a viable option for him. Yeah, you know one forty five is hard for him to hit. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't, he but he struggles. looks like death. Oh, he looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, Jose the Jose weigh in was probably the 
best one. God, calling him Jose. Jose Aldo weigh-in is probably the best in shape-wise as far as the weight cut that I've seen Connor. Yeah. Where he, he doesn't uh, look sickly and dead like he did against Mendez. Exactly. He wasn't gray. And yeah. He looked like he was... Skeleton. Skeletal. He was, yeah. He, he looked like stuff was just hanging off his skin when he fought that Mendez was bad. that weigh-in. But, but I thought his weight cut against Aldo was really good. I thought he looked... I mean, he was very skinny, and but he looked healthy. He looked healthy. He didn't look dead. And he's not gonna. He's not gonna be able to knock out guys at 170 like he can at 145. Right. And if anything comes out of this, it's got to be. He's got to realize that he's got to work on that ground game. Uh huh. You know, if he's gonna fight at 155 against guys like Dos Anjos and that, he's gonna need something on the ground. Oh yeah, especially wrestling for Dos Anjos. Oh, that's no doubt. Butter. I mean, look what he did to Diaz, just taking him down and smothering him. Exactly, he's a he's a he's an animal. Yeah, RDA is, and if he's not gonna, if he stays at forty five. He can continue knocking guys out like he was at forty five. The Dennis Severs and the Chad Mendez, yep. he can he can knock them out just fine, and he can rely on that and have a great career. But if he wants to move up with with bigger guys and more weight and more girth behind him, he's not gonna knock him out as easy. No. And if at all, he's going to have to eventually go to the ground and, if not pursue it, work on defense, if nothing else, yeah. straight up defense. Because as soon as that, as soon as that choke landed, <clears throat> excuse me, he was he done. Panicked. He that panicked. was it. You know, he, you could tell that he didn't want. Uh, he he didn't trust himself to try to escape. Uh, he didn't stick in there and uh, stick in the fight to to think. Well, I got out of everything else. I can get out of this one right. kind of deal. Um, as soon as it hit, he said, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And it was over. Oh, he panicked. I mean, he absolutely panicked. And, and, I mean, rightfully so. I probably, I would panic too if I was in that situation. Because, Agreed. You know, when was the last time he was in a situation like that? I can't remember. Exactly. I can't remember any time. Uh, but, I mean, it definitely, it definitely uh, proved a thought that you, we've, we've already discussed that his ground is definitely his, his weakest spot, both wrestling and jiu-jitsu. So... It, that's where I would be focusing on for my next fight. And look what happens to fighters when their weakness is exposed. Yeah. You look at Anderson and all these other yeah. guys. As soon as as soon as that one weakness is exposed, that's it. Yeah. That's a wrap. People are starting to beat you now. Yep. You know, he's not you know, he's knocked out seventeen out of nineteen wins, he's knocked out seventeen people at lower, that lower weights. I, I still think fifty five is probably the sweet spot for him. Um I don't know if he's gonna be able to replicate the success that he had at 145, but I think his power will still be there at 55 yeah. because it's not that much of a difference, no. and not being having to drop as much weight. I just I think he's just he's too small for 70. I do too. Like you said, Nate Nate looked way. I mean, he's statistically a longer and taller fighter. Yeah, but he just looked more like it's a bigger more filled presence. Out, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, Maybe not as def- he might not have been as defined, but he was still, you know, he was still just bigger. He, he looked like a much bigger man. He looked he looked at least twenty pounds oh, yeah. more than Connor, if not, not more. more. Um, and part that's partially due to the fact that he's six foot tall, right? And you know, Connor's only five foot nine, um, which has a lot to do with it too. The reach doesn't reflect that. There's only like a two inch reach advantage for Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor, for his height, has quite long arms. Right. It's like me. I'm only 
five six on a good day, but my wingspan is five foot eleven. Exactly. I got I got a huge wingspan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Connor's the same way. He's he's a knuckle dragger. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at one seventy, if he's going to do it, it would have to be a full commitment. It'd have to be a year in one seventy training and weight and learning to get up to like 190 and cut down. Yeah. I mean, it'd have to be a long process. It can't be this jump in on right. three weeks deal and say, I can do it because I'm Connor. He's not Superman. No, and um, that's that's why I just think it's a, a good idea to just let it die, man. Just let the dream die. Stay between 55 and 45. Those seem to be your magical areas. Why not? He's having he's success. Just, he's just not big enough. Just not a big enough guy to fight at 170. And I don't even think with the proper time um, to bulk up and, and hit, like you say, cutting from 185 to 190 or whatever yeah. down, I just don't even think he could get to that point. He's just not a very big guy. He no. would have to spend a year just yeah. in the weight room. Exactly. Just in the weight I, room. I don't know if he'd be successful. I'm just saying that'd be the oh, only yeah. way I can visualize it even being Absolutely. Uh, a possibility. Um He's having great success at 145. He will have, he will have success at least moderate, if not great success at 155. Mm-hmm. And he can stay in between there and sell a lot of pay per views. Yep. He can sell a lot of tickets. He can sell, he can sell out arenas everywhere, merchandise even. You know, if, if anyone's going to sell merchandise, there's people that got Connor shoes and they're actually yeah, buying yeah. some of the Reebok stuff yeah. of his. He can keep doing that at the lower weight classes. Especially and 55. I think. Make huge money. The matchups at 55 for him are way better. I mean, 45, he's pretty much gone through the, the, the top except the for Frankie. Yeah. Frankie's the only one he's got left. So if he if he can vanquish Frankie, stay at 55 until you're going to fight Jose again. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, it's just, there's so much good potential fights. And the top 10 at 155. It could be one of the best top tens in the entire sure. in the entire organization. No doubt, because there are no other weight classes that I can think of from the top tenth position to the number one and champion position that's deeper and and more dangerous. You know, you got guys in the top Maybe five that are good. 205. 205, I would say the top five is like that. Yeah. But then that second half of that five, you can interchange anybody. I mean, you look at the top yeah. ten for one fifty five. It's it's killers. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely the most deep, but uh, two hundred five being close, uh, five six. Yeah, I would I would uh, say two hundred five is probably the the second closest weight class that'd be the with, only one that with I could talent that way. Because I mean, you know, Demetrius has cleaned out twenty five, short of you know fighting Cejudo now. Uh, thirty five, you've got a little bit, but outside yeah, of the top really. five again, it's another situation. Yeah. It's just like yeah. 45, Connor's already vanquished everything, except for, you know, the aforementioned Frankie Edgar. Uh, 70, uh, you got Lawler um, and, and Hendricks. You got Rory up Rory, there. Uh, Tyron. You know, your top five is, is it's pretty good. dangerous, but after that, it's kind of questionable. Yeah. 85, uh, I think, is a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, Chris and Luke. Yeah, Chris and Luke. Yeah. I would I would put Bisping Bisping in. now. Yep. Anderson. Anderson's still there. Vitor's you know still there. But that top ten's not. No. It's not like two. It's not like the not like two hundred five. Yeah. It's quite good. 
I don't even want to talk about heavyweight. Oh, heavyweight's a mess. That's garbage. That's heavyweight's the worst division mess. in the league right there in the, in the, the UFC right now. Yeah, I would I would definitely say that 55 is the deepest in the, in the top 10 for dangerous fighters that can all contend for a title. And, and 205 is the second deepest yeah. weight class. So, Connor got no medical suspensions. Nate Diaz. Up till 420. <laughs> anything could have been more hilarious coming out of here as a Diaz boy suspended till 420. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> medical suspension for till April 20th uh, for Nate Diaz. Nothing for Connor, which means that Connor can still potentially fight at 200 now. Right. Because they don't have nothing that booked yet no. for 200. Or, I, well, I can't say they don't have anything booked. They don't have anything announced. Yeah. I'm sure they've got stuff going around in the background where they know I think a direction they're going to go. Based on, well, based on being the only champion currently that doesn't have a fight coming up between 196 to 200, I would venture to say that Robbie Lawler and Nate Diaz are probably going to fight at, at UFC 200. Because it makes sense to get Nate that shot. They, they, Dana already said yeah. Nate's, Nate's the guy that should get it, and, and he does, it does make sense. I mean, there's really not a lot of other guys that, that he, he hasn't, Lawler hasn't already beat, without with the exception of Wonderboy, but Wonderboy they're making fight one more time yeah. um, against Rory, if I remember yeah. correctly, that yeah. got announced last week. So, I'm sure that Diaz and, and Lawler will be on UFC 200, whether or not it's going to be 200 for Connor and Dos Anjos, or if they're going to finally make him go down to 45 and, and defend against Frankie, we'll find out. Or uh, I, even uh, Aldo's rematch. They could, they could, I mean, it's just still a possibility. They, they could, could give I don't think, I don't think Aldo's, well, Aldo already told them he doesn't want to fight for a year anyway. He told them that, and now, and the only reason he's talking is because he already told them that he doesn't want to fight, so he knows they're not. So he knows he's not going to be there, so he can run his mouth. Yeah, so he doesn't have to pull out of anything. It looked like a chump, dude. You cannot. We'll. We can touch on that right now. I actually would like to with his shit talking post mortem. Look, dude, I don't care if Connor got beat by Nate. Your ass was snoring. Yeah, he put you to sleep within thirteen seconds. I, I don't, and, and it's the same with uh, Rafael dos Anjos. He was running his mouth after he lost too, calling Connor a pussy and whatnot. Dude, you pulled out. Yep. You should have been at that fight. Yeah. Why are you? You have no. Yeah. That's like Jose. That's open like your mouth. That's like Aldo talking shit after he beat Mendez. After McGregor beat Mendez, it's like, dude, you're the reason why yeah. this fight had to happen because you pulled out. Yeah. That's there's no reason for either one of those two to be opening their mouth at all. No. Um, it's the same. It's a similar situation back when when Betch got beat by by Ronda. The oh, next yeah. time she's running her mouth about how she's going to beat Ronda the next yeah, time. Yeah, at the press I was like, conference. Come on, there's, there's, she was snoring. You know, you gotta you just take that one on the chin, shut your mouth, come work, back. work on it, and then come back and and, and earn a reason to do that. Exactly. Yeah. But those two after that, after Condor lost, it was uh, what was it? I mean, it was a it was a shitstorm of a lot of people. Saying that either it was it was either for or against them, no in between. Right. No, there's a there's a ton of people that got their come up. It's just like they got when Ronda lost because of her quote unquote cockiness, and mm-hmm. you know they they're polarizing. They turn people off, like you said. They either love them or hate them. Connor is very polarizing. So you know, a lot of fighters really like the Diaz boys too. Yeah, like, I, they're a fighters fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, they make a lot of friends within a lot of camps and hang out with a lot of them. You know, off. You know, away from training, you yep. know, they'll they'll go on trips and 
uh, you know, uh, Diaz was on a yacht with a couple other fighters when he got the call. Right, doing tequila you know, shots. Yeah, he was, but he was out partying with other fighters, whereas Connor is very much a guy that keeps to himself in his little camp and his clique, and he doesn't, you know, he's not that, like I call, fighter's fighter. Right. No, I, I, I was, um, I was proud of the way Connor handled it. Absolutely. I thought he Glad was very, up. very gracious in defeat. Much like I think, much like he is when he wins. He may talk a ton of shit before the fight, but he is always very, always humble, very gracious, always thanks his opponent. He doesn't dog the guy out afterwards. He may dog him later, yeah. But at the post fights and, and after the fight, especially even even Aldo, who I mean, those two hated each other. Yeah. He was very respectful. Went over to Jose when they finally woke him up, shook his hand, you know, gave him gave him compliments. Didn't talk shit about him on the mic. Didn't talk shit about him at the press conference. Exactly. And, and that's the thing I do respect about Connor is win or lose. And he may be, in a lot of people's eyes, an arrogant douche. I'm not one of them, but I think... He's I, selling tickets, right. man. He's got a job do to do. Do what you got to do to sell tickets, man. And that's the thing that people don't understand about the fight game. They're just like, oh, he's, he's talking all this shit. Yeah, but it's making he's, you pay attention. You know, he's keeping the lights on. He's, he's keeping people in the arena. He's paying the bills. and You know, it, it shows... That a lot of that is the the entertainment side of it because you have to have that. That when you said uh, gracious in defeat, just like he is uh, when he wins, it shows that he's still he's not a douche because he still uh, loves the fights, loves the fighters, yeah. loves everything about it. Very respectful when he beat Chad. Very respectful when he beat Dennis Seaver. Respectful when he beat everybody, and he lost. And he was the same way. Mm-hmm. No excuses. No. Uh, the only thing he said was that the weight was a factor. Yeah. And when you're 169 pounds going against a guy that ballooned up to 190, yeah, it's going to make a little bit of a difference. It I mean, was. It, it will. Guy like that gets on top of you, and what are you going to do? But, but, he, but he also credited it to Nate being better at using his energy, yep. Nate being better at, at uh, utilizing other aspects. He didn't just make the excuse of a weight. He also gave him credit where credit was due. Yeah. And, and the way he executed, so he was he handled it like a champion. Yeah, and like that, a real and, champion. And that's the thing I respect a lot about Connor is that at the end of the day, man, it's he's gracious. Win, lose, or draw, he's humble and he's gracious. And he that, may have had a loss. What's he? What did he really lose? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Dude made and that's that's the thing. A I keep, ton of money. Right, that's the thing I keep trying to explain to people. I'm like, okay. You're you're stoked that the dude lost. That's great. That's fine. He was not undefeated. It's not like it's his first loss. Right. So that's not that devastating. It's a loss. Yeah. You already got two of them. Now you got three. Sometimes it makes you better fighter. Shit happens. You know how many fighters retire undefeated? Wow. I don't remember the last one. Thank you. Even the great I really Hoist, don't. Even the great Hoist Gracie lost twice. Yeah. You know. I don't remember the last... Named, I mean, you might have had a fighter that's 2-0 and or something and couldn't yeah, hack it. I, I but, you know, you're of... not talking about a fighter that's 20 fights in, mm-hmm. uh, retired, undefeated. I can't. No, I can't. I cannot think of you a You know, Anderson single. loses. Yeah. Although, they all yeah, but Anderson lose. had a lot. You know, everybody talks about his undefeated streak in the UFC. And, yeah, he, he was undefeated yeah. for almost 10 years in the UFC. But he had losses but in other lost. organizations. Yep. You know, John Jones is technically, you know, everyone looks at him as undefeated because of the bullshit the loss, BF, yeah. but he still got a loss on his it's, record. He still had to handle it as a loss. Yeah. He still had to come back after he lost. Fedor's lost, yeah. you know, he lost fights. 
So it's like okay, so he didn't he didn't wasn't undefeated, so it's not that devastating of a loss. Wasn't for a belt, not that devastating no. of a loss. It was two weight classes up from where you naturally or generally fight at. Yeah. And one weight class and 15 pounds above where you were going to fight at. Yeah. Not that devastating of a loss. He dropped in the pound for pound rankings, but who Big cares? Deal. The UFC doesn't even do those. Yeah, it's the, all the done pound, by sports. The pound for pound makes no goddamn difference at the end of the day. No. Um, he. He did. He, he broke uh, at the the press conference. Dana said that they broke every record that they had with this fight. You see the post fight show at all? I watched a little. Yeah. I didn't watch too much of the uh, the the post fight show. No, I didn't either. But I watched. I did watch some of the um, the highlights from the post fight press conference. Yeah, I kind of fell asleep during the yeah. post fight show. Uh, but the one part that I caught about it uh, was right at the beginning, and Dana came in, sat down, or stood at the podium and said. Tonight was absolutely amazing. We broke all all records that we previously had. They did a fourteen million dollar gate. Awesome. Uh, sold out of fourteen thousand whatever people they had, but a, uh, a fourteen million dollar gate. That's just, that's, that's, that's awesome. astronomical. Yeah. I mean, they're they're usually doing two, three, four million dollar gates out there, but this fight was so high. I mean, those tickets in the front row were going like six, eight grand. Right. You know, and, and they were all sold out if you couldn't, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, people were dumping there their was, money yeah, to go there. Yeah, there was not a seat in the house. Um, did you happen to hear, because I have not, uh, what the predictions for the pay-per-view were, the numbers? All, all I've seen was it broke, uh, it's just what Dana said, it broke all records. Okay. They haven't given out an official number yet. Those usually take about three weeks. Okay. Three, four weeks. Um, I'll have that. I know usually they have a, you know, by Monday, Tuesday, Meltzer or somebody is posting a yeah. rough estimate whether or not they broke the million and yeah, and a million I, I haven't or seen whatever, anything so. like that yet. I had not either, and I was just wondering. Still a little early, right? Still a little early. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, they'll have a rough estimate. The next few weeks, they'll have a definitive number. Um, they have, they had to have sold a lot of pay per views to beat Brock, right? 1.6, 1.4, was Brock's highest. Yep, something like somewhere there. I think there. it's one point. I think he had both. He's he, had two over. I think million. the I think the one was the one point four, and I think the highest one was the one point six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great for them. I mean, it's yes. great, great for Diaz. He, he won, gets the big win. Now he's got the win over the you know the the, the company man. Uh, finally gets a million dollars for a fight. Got a couple other big bonuses. Yeah. You know, great. And now he's going to get a title shot. Well, Nate made half a million dollars purse, and then he'll get gate bonus. He'll get pay-per-view bonus. Yeah. So he'll clear probably two, three million. Oh, yeah. Him. Conor will probably clear more like six, seven. I heard it was in the neighborhood of around 20. I wouldn't be surprised. Because I, I heard it was like... You know, like a mill, a mill for the fight. Yeah, a mill for his purse or for show. Probably had a mill uh, winner's purse. No, he didn't have any win, lose, or draw purse. Really? It was just a million flat, no matter oh, what okay. you do. I was unaware. Yeah, of that. I yeah. figured there was a bump up. Uh, so. No, uh, him, Nate, and Holly. They they all had just flat just purses. Flat. Uh, Connor was one, and both Nate and Holly were half. Okay, each, but. You know, once you once all things said and done, I would I really wouldn't be surprised if Connor was more like twenty. I wouldn't be but, either. I mean, between the pay per view numbers, the the gate bonuses, you know, everything else he's gonna get. I mean, and he's not he's not gonna look at anything under six to eight. No. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, up up to this point, all this all this fights combined up to this point, his net worth was ten million dollars. Yeah. So you you look at those going backwards, then you add this one. If he makes another ten and doubles up, great. Yeah. Um, he could easily make more. Nate's going to make a lot more than he's ever made. You know, he was oh, he yeah. was making. I mean, he was twenty and twenty before. Yeah, he was making pittance. Compared to what he's what he did on this one. So other than taking a loss on his record, Connor really the, the, this doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt at all. This doesn't hurt. At all. I don't think it hurts his mystique because, like we said, it's not like Ronda. He wasn't undefeated. No, and that was Ronda's mystique. Is she's undefeated and she yeah. was just dare you know tearing through all these fighters. He was already had two losses on his record, so really, what does it hurt? A third one doesn't hurt him. I think it helps his he's still his composure. It helps his game plan. He sees Maybe it makes his him weakness. Hungrier. Yeah, you can you can earn more in a loss than a win if the loss is the right loss. Exactly, this was the right loss. I could not agree on anything anymore. Learn from this loss and come back stronger. And I think work on that ground yep. game. Work on the defense if nothing else. If mm-hmm. you don't want to, if you don't want to be an offensive grappler, fine. fine. Just learn to stuff. Yep. Learn to stuff and escape. Keep it on your feet where you are comfortable. And good on Nate. Yeah, great for Nate. I mean, I think I'm, Nate is. I think Nate's a, 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 a hilarious guy. Oh, he's, he's, he's just absolutely funny, you know. And, he, and uh, I love the crowd pop when uh, when he came out on that after fight speech, and and Joe said, "What are they saying to him?" And Nate just just looked at the mic and said, "I'm not surprised, motherfuckers." Nope. You know that's just pure Nate. That's to why me. I love I that's love the pure Nate. I I do. Mm-hmm. I love both of the those. I, that Stockton crew is nuts. Yeah. I think they're they're, they're all crazy, and there's something in that water. I don't know what it is, man. Jake's Jake has never been right. No. You know Shields. He's uh, there's just uh, there's he's got a tick or something off in his head. Yeah. You know Nick Gil. and Nate are both batshit crazy. Gill is, you, know, you can tell the way he fought Diego. Gill's tougher and tough. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, fine. I'm not standing hitting the face. Hit yeah, the let's face. be rock'em sock'em you know, robots. It's fine. You know, Gill's freaking crazy. So I mean, all those though, that 209 crew is nuts. You know, and you, did you see the was the Instagram post by Nate that warning John Anik that if he doesn't get that yep. 209 tattoo, yep. he's going to get slapped. Yeah, in the face. and John and John is a man of his word and said he was getting the 209. Yeah, he was looking for a, the the best artist in South Philly or whatever it was where he was to get that uh, tattoo. He said he would do it. Yeah, so man of his word. Uh, good on Anik for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you say, hey, if you're going to put something out there like that, you got to back it up. Oh, especially with a Diaz brother. Yeah, you, know, you can't you can't go on on UFC television and uh, UFC website and stuff and say say you're going to do something and then when it happens, back out. Right. You, in a fighter's game, surrounded by fighters, if you don't keep your word like that, you aren't going to have any clout at all. Yep. They won't do interviews with you anymore. They'll basically blacklist you. You'll be done. Anik won't have a career. So if he doesn't get that thing soon, he's probably going to get slapped. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it's a safe bet to, that he'll have it before yeah. Nate's next fight. I'm looking forward to Nate and Robbie. I am as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing... I'm looking forward to Connor and Frankie. Or Connor and Dorsados. Either one. <laughs> we either don't one. know. You know, I'll, I'll take either one because I'm looking forward to see to seeing how Connor bounces back from I am this. too. That's uh, what I'm most intrigued is, is how is he going to bounce back. I want to see how he improves on the areas he needs to improve. Um, and how he continues on as a champion. And how he takes this one... Going forward. Yep. 
Moving on to our co-main event. Uh, we've got ourselves a new bantamweight women's champion as Misha Tate won by submission over Holly Holm with a minute and a half left. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable fight. We called it. We yeah. both. We, you we did. I, I actually was just listening to it over again on the way here because I wanted to see exactly what we both said about Misha and Holly. And I mean, we pretty much called yeah, it. Exactly. Um, impressive. I mean, oh, right down to the ending was it, it was a money shot ending. Yeah. Oh, she had to pull it out because I had I had Holly ahead at that point, three rounds to mm-hmm. one. So did I. I gave Misha the second round. I gave Misha only. the second as well. I mean, you you couldn't. But the thing, the most surprising thing to me, what in that second round was how drowned Holly Holm looked on the ground. Yeah, like Misha drowned her. Yep, and she looked scared. Yeah, and that's why I was not impressed with Holm at all in this fight. No, not her strategy in the rounds that she won. I thought were bullshit. I mean, not the the. Not that they were close rounds, but I thought her strategy was bullshit. Well, I, I don't know if, if Holly so much won those is that Misha didn't do enough. Exactly. You know, Misha lost them on her own. She didn't do enough to and that's, capitalize. That's where I was getting to right okay. there. So thank you for making that <laughs> point, sir. Because that's what I was going to say. I don't think, I don't necessarily think, it wasn't a dominating factor. It was no. just Holly doing what we saw in her first two fights. Yeah. Bop, bop, and keep the distance. Bop, just, bop, and um, keep the distance. Point punching. Yep. And, Staying in, in, in early survival mode where, you know, she didn't engage much. Bang, bang, step back. A lot of circling, a lot of running, a lot yeah. of movement. Bang, bang, a lot of movement. So, it was like I said, it wasn't so much that Holly won them. It's just, you Misha know. Misha was tentative. She, she was, Misha was smart. She was smart. I thought in the third she was a little tentative. And the fourth. Where yeah. she, you know, you had that dominating second round and you didn't. I mean, obviously, you don't want to come out over-aggressive and, and run at her like Ronda, but I, I was waiting for her to, to get close that distance and get it to the ground again in the third. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. she did. She she played into Holly's hand and then did it again in the fourth. And then finally, they were like, look, you're losing. Yeah. You need to do something. And she was smart. She went, I mean, she went after her. She chased her. Yeah. But she, she wasn't just running at her. She was waiting and picking her shots. And when she finally scored that last takedown and quickly took her back, man. Yeah. I mean, that was that was smooth. Absolutely. It was beautiful. And when she slapped that choke in, I couldn't it was, believe it. It was perfect when she got the choke in and Holly Holly fought for her life. She she fought like a champion. Here's here's the difference between when, when Connor got hit on the neck and Quick did it. Holly got hit on the neck and fought. She tried to flip her over. She yeah. jumped. She moved. She didn't tap. No. She did not tap out. No, she, she went to sleep. She tried to do... She tried to fight the leg like what Ronda did to Carmouche. Yep. And it just backfired on her. And, you know, it didn't work out. And Misha was prepared when that flip happened. She she, she sunk it in for dear life. It was, and that was that was the, the deciding factor of five rounds of fight was that flip to yep. kick her off. Uh... If if Misha hadn't hung on, Holly would have won. Yep. Since Misha hung on, she won. Yeah. It was all on the line right there. I could have the thing we were talking about it when we were watching it, and and I think actually um, either Joe or Goldberg made a mention of it. They could have been tied going into that fifth because not so much just because of the way Misha. I gave her at least a ten eight round. You could have even given her a ten seven off that second. 
I would have said a 10 8, no problem. Oh, 10 8, no problem, but I wouldn't have had an issue with somebody giving her a 10 7. Either. Yeah. And at that point, um, we, we were doing the math because the other two rounds were 10 9s. Yeah. The other three rounds that Holly won, there was. Yep. There were 10 nines. There was no domination at all. No, no, no. Uh-uh. So we did the math, and it was, I mean, it was tied up at that I've point, depending scorecards. on which scorecard she yeah. had it. So Did you see the, i seen the official scorecards. I did cards. not see the official scorecards. The official scorecards gave them, like, like we didn't accept it was, they didn't give that second round as, as a 10-8. They gave it a 10-9? Yeah. yeah. How? I don't know, but they all three did. I, can, I, I mean, she obviously clearly dominated that round, but a 10-9 is a joke. No, we were watching it, and... We were both. We were all when we were watching all in agreement. Yeah, it was that ten eight no she problem. She destroyed her that yeah. round. I mean, yeah. Holly did nothing. No. At least the ten nines that Misha lost round the rounds that she lost, she was throwing strikes. Well, she was in. active. She was active she was, exactly. You know, she wasn't dominated and, and she wasn't cowering and she wasn't flattened out for five minutes. Right, and that's exactly yeah. what that second round was. And that's I'm I'm surprised I did yeah. not actually see those cards, but. Dude, to try to give that a 10-9 round, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's they, they all did it. Joke. All three of them did it, and they all three scored it, as we said, oh, basically. You know, Holly won so. the first, Misha second, Holly third and fourth. Right. All three of them gave them but that. that score is a joke. I would have given an eight. Mm. I, would have, I would have at least given an eight for sure. Completely. I, I would have. You know, if, if maybe if I didn't go so far as a seven, she definitely... Earned an eight in that round. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I agreed. I agreed with you there. Um, a ten eight easily. Yeah. I I personally could would have given it a ten seven, and I wouldn't have had a problem with another yeah. judge doing that. I wouldn't. Have I thought that the, how There's dominant a definite argument. Yeah, for that. how dominant she was. It should have at least been a ten eight. But yeah, I was unaware it was. She, they gave him a ten nine. That's yeah. a joke. Yeah. But the thing that really the the trippiest thing to me was when she was about to go out, and Holly was. Throwing air punches. Yeah, she was, she was trying to hit that. Like, she was still... She went out swinging. Yeah. You know, she went down swinging. That was, was just... Oh, there was, there was nothing... Wow, she's dead. Her her mind was so deprived of, of oxygen or blood at that point that she was in auto mode. Yeah, she know, thought autopilot. she was standing up fighting. So it was, you know... And it was over. You know, and she was out. Yeah. Man, she went out like a champion. When she stretched her flat, once that flip happened, you saw her body go straight flat. Yeah. I was like, this is over with. Yeah. It was was great because the the guys that I watch with, they they don't, they they love fights, but they can't see it unfold like a chess game. Right. You know, we can look at it and see exactly what's going to happen next most of the time. And so I'm calling it as I see it. As she gets her back, it says, and now she's gonna flatten her out. Now she and I just it was like play by play in midair. You know, and we have some we have some rookie guys there this time. Some uh, some of his friends, my buddy's friends that didn't have any fight (laughs) knowledge. So I'm I'm calling this stuff, and half the fights are just as as it's happening. And uh, I'm like, oh, maybe I should kind of. Quiet down. They, they're trying to enjoy this, and I'm, uh, I'm, kind of spo- I'm kind of spoiling it for them here. Um, but it, you can see exactly how it was going to happen if you if you ever watched it before. And yeah, it was picture perfect. Misha fought a great fight. I mean, she she just fought an absolute perfect fight, and good for her. She does like you said. Yes. she deserved. She deserves to be the title holder here. You know, she's been through hell. She's fought everybody. Um, and now we got a huge cluster at the oh, top Jesus. of that division. Because Holly beats Ronda. Ronda's beating Misha. Misha's the champ. Holly wants 
a, a rematch. Ronda's definitely got a rematch coming up. Yeah, whenever she they wants already, it. They already, they already called the, the next fight's Misha yeah. Ronda. So. You got Nunes that we're going to be talking about right. coming up here who deserves a shot. You know, who's put her in there against Holly at 200 and let him fight it out. And the winner gets see, winner gets winner of the belt. That would be perfect sense because Nunez has been they've been clamoring for people. A ton of people were saying she should have got the shot before Holly. I think so. She's had more wins. Oh, yeah. You know, she's had more experience up there. She's beaten more people. Holly got that title shot after two wins. Well, Holly got the title shot because they knew they could sell pay per views. Holly got her because she was Holly Holm. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. the, the boxing champion versus the undefeated MMA yeah. champion. But, you know, it isn't always the fighter that deserves it. No, oh, yeah. no, clearly. It's, it's, the, it's the fighter that it's the fighter that's that gonna, makes it. Yep, yeah, it's the fighter that's going to sell the most tickets. So, there's a there's a huge cluster at the top of the women's bantamweight division now. Yeah. Uh, um, how no, long of a suspension did Misha get? I didn't see hers. Okay. Um, I posted the medical suspensions to our page. I don't remember. I can't remember. If, if she got any at all. You want to take a look at that? Yeah, I got it. But now we've got, you know, we, we've got this big circle at that, that division of the belt might change hands over the next four or five years, four, five, six times. Right. Because they're going to keep, you know, if Misha can continue to beat Holly and Holly can continue to beat Ronda and Ronda can continue to beat Misha, you know, we're going to keep seeing those three women fighting it out at the top. And it's either going to be exciting to watch that continue to happen or get extremely stale yeah. watching the same fights over and over again. Yeah, I I definitely... I'm more excited for Misha Ronda 2 that, or 3 than I really was for Holly Ronda 2. You see, um, we're going to keep doing that over and over again too because uh, until they give... Some other women uh, in the, the 135 division a chance to come on. Here's the suspensions. As I, I'm reading the article, but her name is not listed. Uh, Misha didn't get one. Nope, she did not. So neither did Holly. Yeah, neither one of them did. It's not surprising that Holly went out. Usually, when you go out like that, yeah, you usually get, when you go out, you get I, at least 14, 10 or fourteen days. It probably, yeah, it's probably just not. They're not going to report it since it's not a major yeah. suspension. Uh, so. Realistically, if if Dana could somehow convince Ronda, there's still a shot you could get Ronda Misha at 200. Yeah, I think she's more up to go back in there and fight Misha on what quote unquote short notice or whatever. Not short notice, but where she said she wanted to take a year off and not come back until but the fall. I get the, sh- the short notice for her. Right, I think thing. I think that <laughs> the potential to go back and fight Misha. And get her belt back is a little, little more enticing for her having beaten her twice. Yeah. Than it is trying to go back up yeah. in there against Holly, who just kicked her head who off. Who kicked your head off in her last fight? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she'd be more apt to go after Misha than Holly as well, having that psychological thing in her head. If I've already beaten her twice, that might be her downfall too. I've already beaten her twice. Maybe I don't have to train as hard. Yeah. You know, she ha- she does that. Well, you know, Ronda you, does that. Did you see where she was during all that? She was at some uh, indie show in California. Oh, really? Yeah, she was at a PWG or something. Okay. Somewhere I, I saw there's a picture of her um, at some indie show. No kidding. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she was at an indie pro wrestling show. Well, she loves pro wrestling. Yeah, she does. 
But she could have a career there if she really oh, wanted she, to. She totally you know? she could retire tomorrow and be signed by the WWE exactly. on Thursday. So. They they want or her retired bad. Oh yes, they do. Oh yes. You know do. what they could do with Ronda Rousey over there? You know how much money she could make without having a real fight? Tons, you know, tons and tons. She and could tons. she could do a, the Brock Lesnar deal, make you know f- fake fight four times a year, make eight million dollars like he's doing, yep. and. You know, show up for the big pay per views, make that's couple it. spots on Raw, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and the Rumble. That's why you got to wrestle, and you got to do about ten, Raws. eight, ten Raws throughout the year. Make more money than he wants on there. Yep. She could, they'd give her that contract in a heartbeat. Hell yeah, she'd be all over. And it. they'd be smart to do it. So I definitely, definitely will not be surprised if uh, we do find out. In the next month or so, of that Ronda Misha fight in two hundred, yeah. I wouldn't be either, and I would like to see that. And I think I think Holly, the next fight for Holly is like I already said. I think put her and Amanda Nunes together. You have to, yeah, it makes sense. Give Nunes a, a legitimate top yes. contender. She's knocking everybody out, and yeah, you know she's clearing she's clearing out everyone you know four and under. You know, she's taking out and she's taking out everybody well, and she, beating them all. She was sitting there when Betch got the title shot. Yeah. Because they were calling for her name next when Betch got it. And then Betch got it. And they're like, okay, well, maybe Amanda's going to get it now. And then they gave it to Holly. So. We got we got Amanda coming up. Here yeah, now. yeah. We'll get into that some more here. Uh, and the fight before the Misha and Holly fight. Oh, man. Ilar Latifi. Wins a decision over John, who I always call Gian Vellante, who spells John, G-I-A-N, <laughs> but I digress. And a, quite an uneventful encounter. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it was a um, bad fight. They only landed about 10 strikes around each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, 36 total strikes for the TV <laughs> and 32 total strikes for Vellante. The, the story is the TV took him down three times and controlled him for four, yep. four and a half, almost five minutes. It, it was just That's a boring, boring, That's uh, it. Bra- sprawl, or not sprawl, blah, but uh, just smother him. Take him down yeah, and smother him. That's all it was. The old GSP method. And he won it. Based on that and that alone, yeah, that's the only not thing. An exciting one, one, fight. one takedown around, and that's about the only thing that that got. And I can remember really watching it, and just kind of sitting there like I am now with my my face in my hand, going, yep. "All right, come on, boys, let me see something. Give, yeah, give me something." And um, it's not the fact that Latifi won; it's just how he did it, and I didn't see anything out of Lante that I thought I was going to see. No. Um, Man, he just he didn't show up to fight. No, he had nothing. And Vellante's generally a somewhat exciting fighter. He yeah, puts on good fights. Absolutely, I've been impressed with his last two fights before this one. No doubt. And it it was a god awful performance by both of them. Yeah, bad style matchup, dud mm. of a match. Latifi gets the win, unanimous, thirty twenty seven, all the way across the board. Um, Latifi got a little suspension in there. Yeah, he got a what was it? Left toe broken. Uh, 180 days or until cleared by doctor. Yeah. Yeah. For a toe. Who cares? I break toes every other day. Is, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I do my broken, as a side note, when I do my broken bone count of over 40, 50 broken, I don't count fingers or toes because right. I break them every other 
friggin' week. <laughs> and the only thing you can do with them is tape it up to the other one and keep moving on. Pretty you know, much. There's nothing I mean, else not, you can do. They're not going to do anything for you. That's all they do if you go to the hospital yeah. is, is shoot you with a little Toradol or Novocaine or something to numb it up for the rest of the night. Tape it up to the one next to it. Send you on your way. Yeah, give you a little split. And I've broken maybe. toes probably 40 times and just... Oh, yeah, just I've, I break them stubbing them against the wall. I broke my toe a couple times doing that, stubbing it on the step. I did it probably about yeah. a month or two ago, man. I couldn't even, I try to crack it just to try to release yeah. some of the pressure. Yep. Hurts so goddamn yeah. bad, I couldn't even touch it. Yep. But you can't do nothing about it. Nope. You There's just wait it out, nothing. try to keep it set, and, you know, re- pop it back into place every once in a while to try to release that's some of the it. swelling, and that's about it. So this fight was just absolutely unimpressive. This next fight, uh, the, the second fight on the main card. We had a complete and utter robbery. I don't get this. No. I do not. We, we picked this guy to win. Uh, Corey Anderson won by decision. Yeah. Corey Anderson defeated Tom Lawler. Um, and I a, don't know how. A unanimous decision. Uh, two judges gave it 30-27, to 27 and the other one went 29-28. I can, I can kind of maybe agree with the 29-28, at least a little more. More than a 30 More than a 30-27, because I didn't see anything... Where I thought he just... You're going to give that a 30-27, but I can't get a 10-7 round for Misha Tate when she drowned. You know, I, looking at the numbers the here, I can see why Corey won. Yeah. But when I'm... Statistically, when I, yes, and yeah. definitely. If you look at the statistics of the fight, you can see what... But watching the fight actually happen but when I was, watching was it, different. Tom had every bit of octagon control. He had every bit of aggression. He had mm-hmm. every bit that, uh, of the fight that they were looking for. Just because he didn't land as many strikes, he had every other aspect. Yeah. They both in takedowns and whatnot, they both had one. I, when I'm just watching it, sitting there, I thought that this was going to be Tom's at least one in three. Right. Um, Corey might have snuck out two. Yeah. But I didn't, I had, oh, wow. I mean, right. the crowd, the crowd too. Tom was the, shocked. The crowd was booing. Booing. Yeah, nobody, nobody in the arena thought that and Corey Anderson won that fight. Joel even, you know, when, when there's decisions like that, Joel asked the guy, you know, because Rogan doesn't care if, uh, no. well, you know, if he doesn't like what they ask him, he don't care what He's, he done a, he's potentially done in August yeah. anyway. What does he care? So he asked me, he said, do you really think you did enough to win that fight? And, you know, he was, yeah. he was asking me after him. You know, Corey said he did, and he felt like he did, and that's good for him because I'm sure he did. But I, when I'm watching it, I gave it to Tom. I did too. Yeah. And like we said, the statistics, if you break it down, I mean, Corey landed 79 total strikes, 55 significant. He had one takedown. Tom landed 32 total strikes and 31 of them significant with one takedown. Corey threw more strikes, but he didn't land. I mean, you know, Tom only had one strike that wasn't significant. Yeah. Everything he did was was on point right. for a reason. Right. It did damage and it had a purpose. Yeah, if you didn't watch this fight and you just looked at the statistics, yeah. you'd be like, what are these idiots arguing over? But if you sat and watched that fight, I 100% thought Tom Waller won that too. fight. I did too. Um, I, was, I was bummed to see him I was not going to win on that Because I like Tom a lot. And I have liked Tom for you a long his, time. You see his uh, way in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way in. That's a classic Tom Lawler thing. I love that. He He's very, he's notorious for his way ins and yeah, things like and that. His walkouts. His walkouts. Um, Tom, Tom gets it. He's, he's a smart guy. He's never going to be the, the guy banging down the door for a championship. But he's on, he, 
gets people talking because of the things that he does. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He's a pro wrestling fan. He, you know, he understands how to sell and to get yeah. people interested. He respects the aspect of the sell, right? And he, you know, he's he's come out dressed as Dan Severn before <laughs> for his wins. <laughs> he's come out dressed as other people. This time he came out dressed up as Conor McGregor. What a great look, too. I mean, he had the the, the old school McGregor cornrows, yep, the cornrows with the with the warrior back. ponytail, yeah, and, and the and, and the he. Taped up. Yeah, he had a giraffe <laughs> and something else, and then his, he had the McLawler belly rocker. Yeah, McLawler. <laughs> oh, Tom. So, the one you, you talked about his entrances, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of my friends talking shit about his entrance because he chose like a prayer. Uh, and, and, and I pointed this out to you when we were talking. I was like, people don't understand. Like I said, Tom's a big wrestling fan. That was an homage to there's a Scottish wrestler named, named Grado. Grado's a really big in, in England and Scotland and stuff like yeah. that. And his thing is, that's his entrance song. That's his walkout. And the crowds go ape shit there. Yeah. Like, if you if you YouTube Grado entrance, you will watch the entire crowd sings along. It, it's an event when that song yeah. hits. And Tom's a big fan of Grado's. And it's a thing that they talk about a lot, or did talk about on his show with, with Front Row Brian. And actually, Brian, Brian tweeted Grado when he came out. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, Grado, he listened to me. He did it. If he would have just danced a little bit going down to the ring and really got into the cage getting into it, oh, I would have made my night. I was stoked when he yeah. came out. I was like, oh, my God, he's he's doing the Grado. That's great. Yeah. So for those of you that didn't understand and were like, why the fuck is he playing Madonna? Fuck this shit. <laughs> it was a tip of a cap as a wrestling yeah. fan to another guy that, that famously has done this. Yeah. And that's Tom's thing. He likes to pay homage to people he respects. Yeah, that and was really I, cool. And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's very cool. That's well, a cool story because I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grado, Grado's entrances are great because the dude, he's a big guy. He's like, you know, you're my size, big, mm-hmm. two, you know, 250, 300-pound guy or whatever. And he comes out lip-syncing to Madonna and dancing, <laughs> getting that's down awesome. in him. Yeah, it, YouTube Grado entrances. Yeah. G-R-A-D-O. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I'm definitely going to do it after the show because i got to see yeah, this. Yeah, dude. They're, they're awesome. And I only got turned on to it because of Tom and, and Brian because I don't watch British or Scottish wrestling. No, me neither. But they, you know, Waller <laughs> as, does. As I want, if I'm going to watch something overseas, it's it's the other way. I go to Japan. He does the same I, thing. He watches, he watches all the New Japan stuff. I, I love mean, New Japan, uh, the Bullet Club and all this yep, stuff over there. Yeah. I, love, I love that. So... You know, I gotta go to the other across the other pond, right? You know, and check that out because that sounds amazing. Oh yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah, it's 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 fun. And then the first fight of the main card, the aforementioned Amanda Nunes takes care of Valentina Shevchenko. Almost. Almost. I almost did it. I wasn't gonna try too hard because Shevchenko. Yes, thank you. That one. That girl. Good fight. Great fight. Man, I loved it. They they put out everything. They went after each other. You know, there was a couple takedowns, there was a lot of strikes, there was action from front to yeah. back. Even in a decision, it was still an awesome it fight. It was a fun fight. There was not a boring second of that no, fight. No, they were awesome. And uh, Amanda picks up the win. Yep. Uh, she's she's just she's scary, man. Oh, she is. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised that she didn't, you know, knock her out because Shevchenko's an amazing fighter. It's just that... That Nunez has knocked out a lot of girls in that, that division. Grappling too. Yeah. Her submission game is. And she showed no a joke. lot. 
a lot in, in you know, 15 minutes with yeah. four, four and a half controlling. I've never not been impressed by the manager. No, I, I can't remember a single fight where I've walked away and said, man, I didn't really enjoy that. Yeah. You know, she's, she is a, a spitfire. She's a pit bull. She's a terror. You know, and she's, she's going to be trouble for that upper echelon. Oh, no of doubt. That, of that weight class when they finally give her a shot. And she's going to go in there with, with a lot of fire behind her because mm-hmm. she's, she knows she has, you know, she's she's the type of fighter, and this kind of sucks, that she's going to get one shot and one shot only. Yeah, you know, I agree. Like, Misha's gotten several, and there's other there's other women up there in that Bantamweight division that have gotten several opportunities. Um, she's only going to get one, I unfortunately. She's, she was sitting going into this, I believe, at number four. Four, yeah. So, I and mean, Holly, her and Holly only make sense. Valentina was 10th, mm-hmm. so she beat another top 10 yeah. fighter. Yeah, and then and she, they, I'm just waiting for them to give her one of these upper echelon yeah. top fighters, and they haven't yet. Holly makes perfect sense. It's the only thing that makes sense, yeah. because you need to give Amanda this test. You need to let her, and if you're going to do Holly, or uh, Misha and Ronda, you got to do something with Holly. Put her in there with her. I'd mm-hmm. love to see that fight. I would too. That would be an amazing fight. I think that would be a great fight. Those two striking. Oh, man. But if he gets to the ground, Amanda. Amanda's going to choke yep. her out. Yep, or beat the piss out of her. Yeah, either I way. Mean, either one. Either, either way, she's, she's going to beat, beat the brakes off you or choke you out. So This was a good, a really, really good fight. It was It was a great yeah. start to that main card. I was, you know, before this, this fight happened, I have a... A video game forum that I frequent, and we talk about other stuff than that. And there's still a lot of UFC fans there. We talk about it, and this was one fight that nobody else talked about. Right. So I brought it up, and I, you know, I said, "You guys got to keep your eye on this fight. It's going to be an amazing fight." You got Nunes coming in there, who's knocked out everybody. She's an anomaly in that division because they don't have a lot of knockouts right. except for her. You know, Betch has some too, but. Aside from her, there isn't really a lot of knockout artists mm-hmm. in there. So, and Valentina uh, is, is a tough as nails. Oh, she's a very Russian. tough striker. You know, she's uh, and and hard nose. She's got a chin. Yep. She's, and she's that that prototype Russian fighter that you don't want to be standing across the cage from if you're not on your A game. Right. So, I mean, I talked this fight up and down, and when I went back to it, there was a lot of people that, that were definitely in agreement after they seen it and said, I really should have paid more attention to this yeah. before it started. Yeah, I was, you know, you were absolutely right. This I one was, was a barn guys, burner. Sorry, I was telling the no, guys right. that, I, that I watched with as well, I was like, you know, watch this fight. Yeah. Watch this fight, because if, if Nunez wins... She's going to be knocking down the door of a title shot. Yeah, I really hope she gets dangerous. it. Dangerous. I really do. Dangerous. That was the main card, man. I was a, it was a very good, solid three, three and a half star main yeah. card. I think overall the card, like, I, yeah, three and three and a half, no higher, no less. It was, no. it was better than some of the last few cards overall that we've had. Um, you know, the main card had three great fights and two. I mean, one snoozer, one... One robbery. You know. So, but three out of five. Yeah. uh, Give me each a star. That's three out of five. Yep. And there were some good fights on the undercard, too. Yeah, let's get to those. Uh, The the spotlight fight of the FS1 prelims, as they're calling it now, um, Brandon Thatch and another last name that I'm going to probably murder, but... Sire Baharazada. Baharazada. Yes. Damn it. I practiced that. <laughs> over and over again. Dude, I'm sitting there watching the fight, and I'm like, Baharazada. Baharazada. Trying, listening to Joe and, and Goldberg so I could get it right for this weekend. And, you know, it's still not going to work. 
Uh, he but, choked out, yeah. dude. That's that's his that's his kryptonite, man. That's three fights in a row yeah. where a sub has has derailed him. Well, Hadrasan uh, really outclassed him oh, from start to back. finish. You know? I 100 percent agree. You know, with he that. was beating him up every single round. He was, you know, three of three takedowns. Look at all those strikes. Yeah, 170 strikes landed in a three round fight that didn't even go the distance. Right. That's huge. Yeah. You know, eight 80. minutes of control. Oof. I mean, he smothered him, and he did stuff with it while he smothered yep. him. This was completely one-sided. It was it was, it was, was cool to see because it was just, it was an awe-mauling. Right. You know, Behind uh, put his entire arsenal on display. He let everybody see what he's got. He let him see that he's got it on the top, on the bottom, in the clip, he, everywhere Everything. he had it. He looked like a complete fighter that night. Brandon Thatch, who is a very good fighter, did not show up no. this, tonight. He hasn't, he hasn't shown up his last few fights. I don't know what the deal is with him. I don't get it. Uh, I don't understand. He's a trained camp, you know, switch camps or something. I don't understand how his jiu-jitsu is that bad. He trains in, in Colorado with Elliot Marshall, who is a great jiu-jitsu practitioner. Who is the, the I believe is the jujitsu coach for the Elevation Fight team, mm-hmm. but he looks like straight garbage yeah. every time he gets to the ground. Henderson choked him out. Ben, yeah. not Dan, right? Mister Boring Fight himself, Ben Henderson took you out. I can't remember who the fight his second uh, submission loss, the last fight before this one was. We'll find out right now. Uh, Gunner Nelson. Gunner, Gunner choked him out the first round. The first round. So yeah, him and Ben went four. Then he got choked out by that or by Gunner, and now completely outclassed by Bahadurzad. Even if even if he didn't finish this fight, he still finished oh, this yeah, fight. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean that's uh, wow. I, I'm blown away by those numbers. Just looking at him from here, but I can, you know, I I know I can see the fight happening. And it was that bad. No, it was a murder. He yeah. destroyed him. What do you do with Thatch? Do you think Thatch is going to get cut? Three losses in a row, all by submission. If he doesn't, I'll be shocked. I will be too. Um, if they give him another fight, it's going to be buried somewhere in the early prelims as a way just to hang on. Yeah, give him maybe one uh, last chance. But because he had. He had put together a pretty good string before yeah, he got. That's what I'm used to seeing from him. He had a lot of quality performances. Like five in a row, he won before Ben beat him. I don't know what's happened since then. I don't uh, know either, man. He's been given guys of, you know, you can't just call it a Styles matchup because he's given guys like between Ben and Gunner and this guy. I mean, he's given Every, all different ranges. Yeah, everything you, you know? can probably ask for. So if he can't, you know, if he can't fall back into. You know, I may give him one more shot, but if he goes four in a row, that's it. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. But the but the round of cuts that they've done lately, and the guys that are that are gone, um, better guys than him, yeah, have been removed. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I'd keep him on much longer. Um, I, I if I were them, I'd probably send him on his way. There's other young talent that you can bring yeah. up. You know, he'll land on his feet. He'll end up in Bellator probably yeah, or even World Series. No problem. No problems. I mean, there are other organizations that you're just not at the level fighting against guys that you should be. Three submissions in a row. It might be time to go. Yeah. And I want to say they were all three the same submission. I don't remember the Gunner one. Because Bahadur Sada and Ben was the same, but I don't remember the Gunner one. Yeah, I don't remember the Gunner one specifically either. 
Bahad Razad looked great. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. Yep. Uh, keep giving him some some good guys. Let yeah, him let, him, up let him keep climbing up. Um, you know, keep an eye out on him. He showed a lot of great stuff. I don't know if it was because it was against an opponent that wasn't that didn't show up to fight, or if it's because he was that good. Time will tell. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to see him again. All right. I would too. Um, so in the this fight we're going to talk yeah. about here, uh, Nordin Talib and Eric Silva. Uh, Talib gets the win by KO in the second round, but the thing to touch on here is the uh, the cheap shot by yeah. Eric Silva. At first, I wanted to give Eric Silva the benefit of the doubt and think maybe you know Silva put out his hand to, to you know uh, show respect, and Talib just kind of backed away and didn't want to do it, so Silva said, "Okay, I'm gonna swing." Right. Then they showed the replay. He put out his hand, and as Talib was going to put his hand, yep. bam! You see, yeah, it was a total cheap shot. I missed it live. I was. I think this was about the time we uh, we were eating. Okay. You know, we always make a ton of food for these fights. Um, but I was in the kitchen, and I just I think had walked back out after it happened, and so I had to wait for the replay as well to yeah. see it. And it, I mean, it was clear as day on the replay to yeah. me. I was like, "This is." That's ridiculous. It happened so fast live that right. it was like, I, I, I couldn't tell right away, so I wanted to hold off judgment until I seen the replay. Uh, but Silva was smiling. He thought it was funny. Yeah, I lost a ton of respect for Silva that night. And yeah. I like Eric a lot. I thought we, I've always been enjoyed his fights. Yeah. Um, we I, I spoke very highly of him uh, on our last show yes. leading into it. I yeah. said, you know, when we were talking about the fights, aside from the main card that we wanted to see, this is the one I picked yeah. out. I, and um, I, I like Silva, even though you know he never puts on you know it's win loss, win loss, win loss. Right. But I still love watching him out there every single time. He puts on good fights. And he's a he's tough as hell. Yeah. He's a scary fighter, but that that was BS. As just no class. I don't understand why. Uh, I don't. He thought it was funny because he was laughing about it while he was doing it. And that's the worst thing of I me. Mean, not only are you a cheap shot artist, but then you find it funny and shit like that. I just I lost. All the yeah. respect that I had for Eric Silva, and I'm glad he got his comeuppance and he got knocked the fuck so out. So am I. Um, I've been looking for any kind of um, statement that he's made, a reply that he's made to anyone. Uh, there's been zero word from his camp nope. or him about it. I've searched Twitter and Instagrams and, and, and MMA News and MMA Junkie and Sherdog. I've searched everywhere to try to get any kind of info on it. He hasn't said a word about it, but neither has Talib. He hasn't. He he didn't say anything about bad about it. Yeah, he was a it. class act for he it. He just all. kind of went with it and you know didn't talk down on him or anything or didn't say anything about it. Yeah, I re- I respect to leave for being a class act about yeah. it because if it were me, I oh, would man as soon as Joe as soon as Joe put that mic in my mouth, yeah. I'd have been like, "How do you like that, you cheap shot bitch?" Wow. Yeah, I would have. How was your nap? Oh my god, I was at that point that it happened. When, when he got knocked out, I was like, good, good. Yeah, he, he deserved, deserved that. He absolutely you know? deserved it. Um, I wouldn't have been, I, I wouldn't have thought any less of Tilly if he didn't handle it like a pro. If he would have, you know, stood over him and, 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 and you know, just said, you know, that's what you get. And, you right. know, it just went off on him. I, I wouldn't have lost any respect for Tilly because in, in the middle of a fight like that, to break the, the Warriors' code 
And, right. You know, that's that's a sacred thing. The touch of the gloves is a sacred thing. If you're going to take the time out to do it in the middle of a fight, you got to respect the yeah, boundaries. It's a respect you hit, thing. You take a couple steps back and you return to yeah, the fight. You don't, you don't touch it you as know, you're touching. You know, you Swing. hold it out there as bait and as he comes in, pop him. Yeah, that's, that's garbage. That's garbage. There's no, that's just as bad as a cheap shot to me. That's you know, as like an after the belt cheap shot. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say yeah. it's very a la Paul Daly. That's just as bad. I I think it is. Anyway. I do too. I agree. I agree one hundred percent, man. That's why I said I had lost all respect I had for Eric Silva, especially with no statement, no apology, no sorry that it was a lapse in judgment on my part. Nothing. You just you you think it's funny? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Very upset about Be that. Be a respectable fighter. Very upset about yeah. that. Uh, I think we can skip that one probably. I was just gonna say, and probably for you and I, the biggest surprise Huge of the surprise. night because we we really really hyped up Chance Skelly in this fight. Uh, Darren Elkins dominating, destroyed him for 15 minutes. Yeah, he beat this man, and, and, and he got a you know 20. Chance only got 26 uh, points from uh, from one of the judges. Bird. Yeah. You know, um, got two for the lead. <laughs> they so. kind of messed that up. They missed the second yeah, number. Yeah, they, they left the number. So I don't know there. if it was 26 or 27 or even 25. I would have given them eight. You know, I would have yeah. I would have probably ended up with 24. Yeah, you could have easily you know, done uh, eight, three 10 eight rounds. Easily. Seven takedowns, 193 strikes, and eight minutes and 39 seconds of control. He he spanked him like an unruly child. Destroyed. And it was, I was shocked because... Even going into the fight, I was talking about it with the with the guys. I'm like, watch Skelly. Skelly, his yeah. last couple fights, he's been super exciting. 15 a, and 1. Yeah, he's a good up and comer. I think he's got the potential to do some things. And they're all looking at me like, dude, do you really know what you're talking are, are about? Are you sure you're a podcaster? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm wrong. Oh, wow. I, I just couldn't believe the output that Elkins had yeah. in this fight. He, he looked... He looked sharp, especially coming off of his last few fights where he's looked really stale. Yeah. And I think he, he gave his career another shot in the arm with the UFC because he, he was Look borderline. Look at that, that performance. Is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I was overly impressed watching the fight. Now remembering it back and looking at the numbers, unbelievable. Yeah. It was a great fight top to bottom for Elkins. Skelly, you got you to go back and... Back to the board, man. But, uh, this is only a second loss. Let's just chalk this one up to a bad night at yep. the office. Let's wipe the slate clean. He'll be back. Come back stronger exactly. on the next one. He's not going anywhere. No, 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 no. They're no. going to keep this young kid on for a while. He's got a lot more to prove. He's right. going to learn a lot in this loss. He's just a young kid and, and I guess going against a Wiley veteran. You know, Elkins has been in there for a while. Oh, yeah, he's game. Man. Yeah. He is game. And he definitely was game that night. Great performance by Elkins. Yeah. And uh, in the last fight, I think we're going to touch on for the card, the UFC Fight Pass uh, Spotlight Fight, Diego Sanchez and Jim Miller. I will be the first one to say that I was 110% wrong on this fight, and I counted Diego out, and he made me eat my words, and I'm a man enough to admit that I I was even saying to other other podcasts um, on, on Facebook on their posts about it, that uh, it was the way the Warrior posted something about the fight beforehand, and I was like, well, oh, I mean, they were posting an article out how he was going back to the nightmare. And I was like, well, it's all well and good when he goes to Bellator after this loss. <laughs> and, 
and had to go back the next day and back to that post and recant my statement. Like, well? Well, <laughs> I was wrong. Diego looked, he looked solid, man. He. This was a classic Diego Jim Miller fight that you would expect out of Diego yeah. Jim Miller. They, they fought, you know, there was a couple takedowns, mostly striking game. It was 29-28, wasn't a blowout. No. It was, that was exactly how I had a score. Diego did win two of those rounds. Yep. Um. On sheer volume, I mean, look at the look at by the numbers. It was you know the couple takedowns that Diego had really yeah, was the difference to maker. Yep. Um, Jim was still a fighter. He was still in that fight. It was a real. It wasn't a great fight, but it was a really good fight, especially to round out that early prelim and yeah. get the whole game started. Get you, get you get you into the the mode to go. I mean, it was a good lead up for that Elkins and Skelly fight for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I like both these veterans. Anyway. I do too. They're so good to, I do too. to put against. They're two guys you can put against anyone, and even if they don't win, they're going to show up. Yeah, they always show up to fight, regardless. I don't know what you do with Jim Miller from here. I, I'm not really sure what you do with Diego. I don't know. And what you do with them is you keep throwing them against other veterans and stuff, just to have yeah. fill in fights. Right. You know, they're, neither one of them are going to go after um, any kind of. Uh, but this is this is two in a row for Jim. Four out of five. Four out of five, as we were talking about before the show. Yeah. And it would have been three in a row for Diego if he had lost. I had said going into Larry last week's show that if Diego had lost, he was done. Yeah. Done. He, they were going to cut him. I don't know if they keep Jim. They give him another crack at it. Uh, I. I'm not sure what they know. His only it. his only win in the last two years was against Danny Castillo. And it wasn't even decisive. No, and, and I mean, it's not like Danny Castillo's been lighting the world on fire lately either. Um, but he has lost. I mean, his four losses out of the last five have been to Donald Cerrone, uh, Dariush, yeah. uh, Michael Chiesa, yeah. and and now Diego Sanchez. I mean, those are quality. Not, yeah, they're all quality guys. It's not losing to garbage. I won't be shocked if Jim gets the cut. I won't either. Um, no, I won't either. But I won't be shocked if they give him another shot. Either. Again, same. I but won't. You know, it won't surprise me either way. If he gets that another shot, that's probably that's probably be gonna it. be it. Because if, then, if he loses five out of six, right? That's that's, that's it. That's I'm game, go, my friend. Yeah. And Diego's kind of the same way. If now, if he keeps winning, fine. He's at an age right now where he's not going to get another title run right. or anything. But they can keep him around and keep paying him twenty five and twenty five, you know, forty, uh, forty, whatever he's he, whatever he's making. He actually, I think a, he made quite a bit more uh, than any. I think he actually made like one fifty. Yeah, you know, I think his pay is actually quite a bit higher. But they can keep him around, and keep feeding him guys, veterans like you know, Jim Miller's yeah, and so feature, on and so forth. Feature fights, no problem. You can do a, That's a great spot for the. He can be a fight pass uh, feature, like um, um, he can have a lot of fight pass cards. That's a great spot for him in, in this point in his career. Yep. I agree. All the younger kids are up there bucking for the title. Let them go ahead and go for it. Keep your nice little spot down here. Make your nice little payday yep. three, two, three times a year. And then just keep it. As long as you keep winning, keep that spot good on him. It's perfect for him. I agree. So that's going to wrap up our discussion and yeah. breakdown of the uh, UFC 196 card. Like I said, and I think, and you said as well, I get overall it was a three, yeah. three out of five top Definitely. card for me. Good, three, three nice and a middle of the road, very good, good fights. Nothing, nothing super. We had a title change, yeah, um, which is always fun to see yeah. a, a new champion, uh, someone that's never had the belt before, get the belt and get an opportunity up there. It's always a deserving it's, person it's as well, more than deserving. Absolutely, you called it. Um, and you know we got to see a little controversy and 
and some cheap shots, you know, a yeah. cheap shot. <laughs> you know, we got to see a lot of good stuff progressed with Nunez coming up and solidifying her spots and putting a, a solid stamp on it where they can't deny her any longer. Right. And, you know, Diaz is, is really accelerated his career with this victory. So we got to see a, a lot of history being made and a lot of great things come out of this card. Yeah, there was a lot of some new contenders. You know, like you said, a new champion. Um, it was just it was a good it was a good card overall. Um, very impressed. Can't wait for one ninety seven. Yeah, and we've got a couple other fights oh, in between. Man, then, you we, know, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously we got Tony and and Habib. We got Frank Mir and Mark. That's Hunt. That's why I was. I couldn't think it was Mir and Hunt. Yeah, Mir and Hunt. That's uh, over that's in Australia, an, right? Not this weekend, but the next, next weekend, weekend, and that's in Amsterdam, I think. Is that one in Amsterdam? Let's take a look. That's in Brisbane. Brisbane. That's Australia or New Zealand. Australia. As I said, I thought this was an Australian car. Australia, okay. So yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun card. I'm there's a lot here. there's a lot of fights yeah. on this card. Yeah, and there's there's and it's a free one. Six main fight six main card fights. Five, or four and three. Ooh, my girlfriend, Beck Rollins. Beck Rowdy. Oh god, I'm she's so hot to me. Unbelievably. But we don't have that this weekend. Yep, that's, that's, that's another week away, so we'll we'll get into that next week. Uh, but we do have some MMA news. Um, Dave, if you want to take this one away. 14-fight UFC veteran John Doomsday Howard, who I enjoyed watching yep. in the UFC. I thought he was a great fighter, uh, very solid, has signed with the World Series of Fighting as of yesterday. It's a good signing for them. And that's big. I think that's very big for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very... he's. He's not a superstar, but he's a very well-known name yeah. amongst uh, UFC people, UFC fans that are really hardcore fans. They know this guy, and they'll be willing to watch World Series of Fighting to see him. Maybe, you know, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people, but this is going to be a good bump in ratings for them to see this guy come over and go against what they have for competition. Yeah, I mean... Uh, and Doomsday had some big wins. I mean, he, he beat Bahadur Zadra. Yeah, as Uriah. We mentioned, Uriah Hall, Dennis Hallman. I mean, he's, he's had some big wins. It's a it's a huge signing, signing for uh, WSLF. Yeah. Um, landing a guy with that kind of name instead of him going to, like, Bellator. Right. Um, yeah, this is a big, big coup for uh, for World Series of Fighting. And, you know, John, John had lost four out of five. It yeah. was one of those areas where once... They get to four to five. We kind of start yeah. talking. You and I start talking about where else they would fit in. Yep. You know, and uh, I thought really, to be honest, uh, if John was going to go, it was probably going to be to Bellator to see that World Series of Fighting got him. I'm excited for them because I want to see that that organization get built up. Yeah. Uh, the the only thing that comes out of competition from other organizations is that UFC will have to get better. Yep. And keep getting better. They can't go stagnant because you got Bellator nipping at their heels. Now World Series of Fighting is starting to put some money out there yeah. and getting some USC veterans, which means that they're only going to get better in their quality of product. I love competition. Competition creates 
exciting, exciting television and exciting pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, and look at look at that era of the '90s, uh, the Monday Night Wars. Without competition, oh, we wouldn't have had the greatest era. That you know, non wrestling fans were like, "Well, wait a minute, this is this yeah. is awesome." Exactly. You know, they went from uh, uh, you know like nine hundred thousand to a million viewers each week to like eleven, you know, ten, eleven. I mean, it just exploded because yeah. it was so good. It was competition on both yeah, sides. Exactly, and now you don't have that. And, and it's, now it's back down to garbage. It's a stagnant product. You know, because they don't have to be any better. They're the only game on the market. World Series of Fighting and Bellator and Ryzen and other organizations, as they get better, the UFC has to. It makes everybody better with competition. I'm glad World Series of Fighting got this guy. Yeah, kudos you know, to them. It's a big, big signing for them. And John's a great fighter. Yep. He's a scary guy. We've spoke nothing but good about him, even in his losses. And, you know, who knows? He put some, some wins together. Yeah, we can see him back in the UFC. I mean, he's already had... This is a second stint with the company, so... Yeah. Uh, in our second news story, we had talked about a few weeks ago that uh, Bellator had signed the crippler Chris Levin. Yes. Well, um, now it seems like that's not going to happen. Some bad news yeah. for Chris Levin. Some... Scary health issues, especially at his age. Yeah, to I mean, have he's this, not that old. He's only in his late thirties. All things considered, that's that's not an age you should be worried about having only eighteen percent heart. Yeah, uh, blood flow through your heart. Yep, eighteen percent. That's that's. I mean, you have a stroke at at like you know fifty or whatever. It right. Is, you know, um, the fact that he's still alive is is a shock, and I don't mean to say that. Any kind of no, that's not a, that's not making a statement lightly. No. That's one hundred percent actually factual. I, I am I am surprised that you know well with technology, modern medicine, and stuff, and the machines that they can use to keep the heart going, uh, they, they can probably keep him stable for a while. But right, this isn't gonna, that's not going to be a long term fix. Yeah, no, I, they're I, already talking heart transplant heart is yeah. what he has to have to live. Yep. And so, yeah, this, he's got a, a serious heart condition. and uh, They haven't given the name of it. They just no. call it serious heart condition. But he's got, yeah, he's got um, something 18% of his, his flow in his artery. That's it. his vein, and that's it. Or through his heart, I mean. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're attributing it, a lot of it to uh, to his drug his drug abuse, his prescription drug abuse Opiate, especially. Yeah. yeah, he has an opiate abuse problem and an alcohol problem. Uh, and there was wet, probably other... Oh, yeah. Other assorted drugs mixed in there. Um, uh, I, I feel bad hearing <sighs> that kind of news because I don't want to hear that of anybody. No. Um, and to see this this yes young man having to go through something that you would attribute to like someone in their seventies, right? Uh, all brought on by and probably maybe not all. Maybe some of it's genetic. Maybe there's other things that contributed. Well, to there it. could definitely be yeah. other contributing factors, but that's. Huge. That's what that's what they're looking at now as the reason, you know. Um, and that's the information that we have so far. Uh, as this progresses, we'll we'll find out more. Um, and I, I hate to say this, but if I woke up tomorrow and found that he passed, I wouldn't be surprised. No. Just because of how serious this is, yeah, it'd be I a mean, sad thing to see. And, oh, absolutely. And I, I don't. I hate saying it, but it's just it's just a fact. Um, Chris has been on, I mean, he's been on a dangerous, dangerous road for a long, long time. 
Yeah. And it's, it is extremely sad to see because he's, he's a talented fighter. He's always been an entertaining guy. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. I mean, he'd get in there with anybody, stand right in front of you, let you punch him in the face. You really have, you'd have to completely knock him unconscious yeah. and make him stop. Yep. He is a bulldog. And uh, I, I hope I hope that they can find a fix, whatever that fix is. I agree. I, I wish nothing but the best for yeah. Chris. I'm sad that his quote unquote comeback bid is, is done. Yeah, that's that's but, uh, career right now and fighting everything up that that's completely off yeah, the table. Yep. I'd rather him be healthy. I mean he's got a family and I'm pretty sure he's got kids. You know, you need to be around for that. Yeah. More so than trying to fight. Save your life first, man. Yeah. So we 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 wish we'll, we'll, I'll keep everybody uh, apprised of this absolutely as, as it's released and uh, as we get more info because I suspect that we'll be getting a lot of information yeah, over the, the next week. Couple next coping week or so we'll have more. We you I'll speak for you and say that we both wish Chris nothing but the best and a speedy recovery. Hopefully that they can uh, can figure this out and what they got to do to fix his heart. Um, so here's a follow-up to a story that, uh, we've been touching on, uh, we broke last week that, uh, Beverly Solo had signed with Bellator, even though he had a two-year, or a suspension until 2017, um, we had said that Ryzen's probably where he's gonna end up, at least for his first fight, and, and that's where he is. sure enough, <laughs> Beverly Silva is going to be joining Ryzen to face Sakuraba. In a tag team grappling match, which makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> He's got Sakuraba and Hideo Takoro. Okay. Um, I don't know who his partner is. Fedor, probably. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, that would be fun. Yeah, they no, have no partner for him in HNF, but he's in a, a tag team grappling bout. Yeah, we don't necessarily know what that means. I have never seen a Ryzen tag team grappling bout. I've never seen a tag team grappling bout. Yeah. I've seen a lot of tag team wrestling. I've seen tag team pro wrestling. Um, I've seen five on five Russian Yeah, Russian MMA. Madness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just straight five on five beatdown. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what this... I'd watch that at least once just to see what it's about. Yeah, I just want to know what this grappling, tag team grappling thing's all about. You know, he's, so, But he's over, he's going to be fighting Ryzen, like we said, over the, the course of the last few months where he would land, and that's where he did. And, um, I guess we'll see this debacle yeah. unfold. I mean, he's fighting, quote-unquote, fighting a lot sooner than I expected. I mean, yeah. he's, he's coming up next month. Yeah. Whereas I didn't think you would see him fight until probably midsummer or something. I mean, we may still see an actual fight midsummer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> interesting. Tag team grappling. Yeah. So this just broke today. Yeah, right? two o'clock. Right. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, two o'clock. Yeah. So we had talked about the the fight night in Tampa coming up that's headlined by uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Muskegon's own Tony Ferguson. Rashad Evans was, or I'm sorry, Glover, Glover Teixeira and Shogun were supposed to fight each other. Rashad and uh, Shogun. Okay. Rashad and Shogun were supposed to fight. Um, Shogun's out. That's right. I'm now Teixeira's in against Rashad. Thank you. I misspoke myself. Um, and that's, you know, that's Fairly short notice. It's a month away. I mean, yeah. It's not 
it's not short notice, but it's it's shorter. You know, he's if you not want a six a week, camp. you're not getting a six week camp no. out of the deal, um, and you're jumping in there against a a veteran, uh, always dangerous Rashad Evans. Yeah, I mean, even though Rashad looked terrible against Bader, um, you still can't ever you can never sleep count him out. Him. No, no, because he will put you to sleep. Ask and Chuck Glover Teixeira is uh, another. You know. Man, he went like twenty-two and zero for a, a second a there. Long I mean, time. It was uh, always until he until he came up against uh, Bones. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Bones tends to derail a lot of things. Yeah. Ask Rashad. Yeah, and, and Daniel and everybody and else. Everybody else. Everyone else. He's oh my up. god! Speaking of that, dude, that that post right after the Connor and Diaz fight, and they went into that preview for one ninety ninety seven. Yeah. Goosebumps. I yeah. was so excited for that fight. Isn't that Immediately, amazing? Immediately. I could not wait for those two. This the press junket for that. Oh, oh my it just, God. They had the Unstoppable yeah. press conference. I posted a link to it on our page if you want to go. You guys want to go check it out again. It was. It's worth the watch. It definitely is. Oh, that was great. You know, uh, Ioana, Ioana was on <laughs> fire that night, man. She was on her game. Yeah, she was. You know, uh. Tony and Khabib. I mean, there, yeah. was, there was a lot of... It was a good press conference. There's a lot of people there. A lot of uh, great fighters coming up. Um, let's finish with a freak fight. <laughs> a freak show. So, it, it accidentally <laughs> mentioned last week when we were breaking down uh, the debacle that was Bellator 49. Uh, I had mentioned, I didn't know when or where or what it was supposed to be, but Dan Severin and Ken Shamrock were supposed to fight. It turned out it was uh, on this card that you actually turned me on yeah. to. I don't know how I found this, but one of the um, one of the sites that I frequent had listed this crazy promotional card that they have booked, where they're having a a boxing match against like a fan. You know, Roy Jones Jr. fighting a fan. They have a pro wrestling match with Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio. Uh, they have Chael Sonnen and Michael Bisping doing a grappling exactly. match. And then it was originally slated to be Ken Shamrock against Dan Severn in a straight-up MMA fight. Right. But Kenny's out. Yep. So who do they put in place of it? <laughs> David Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott. Oh, no. Gosh, I don't ever want to see... I can't imagine the kind of shape he's in at this age. You know, he's got to have a gut bigger than mine. Yeah, uh, Oh, God. my gosh. You know, Dan Severn has never been... Quote in shape. Yeah, he's not the ripped guy, but he's he's just he's a monster, just a big boy, and he's he's even to this day. I've just seen pictures of him from the, less than six months ago. Same shape. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. Uh, it has it, and he's fifty-seven years old, almost right. fifty-eight years old, and he's still in that you know that traditional wrestler's um, size. Yeah, you know, big arms, big chest, big legs. You know, shoulders, just a, everything. A monster of a guy. Just doesn't have. You know, he's not cut, but he never needed to be. No, and the only shape Tank Abbott's ever been in is round. Yeah, yeah, round is a shape. And Tank, all right, he probably needed the money. Oh God, yeah. I mean, who, <laughs> when was the last point, time he's been paid? Um, I just want to know: Is he going to show up and fight in sweats? Is he going to have just a pair of gym shorts sword, on? Those gym shorts. Yeah. That he, what's What's Tank going to show you know, up and fight in? Uh, Dan's going to have those classic black boots, black trunks, yep. black knee pads, black elbow pads. Yep. You know, classic uh, mouthpiece in 
and he's going to throw this man. I don't care how heavy Tank is. Tank might even come in at 350 pounds. Yeah. And, and Dan's still going to throw him around that 100%. cage. You know, at 57 years old, that man is still dangerous. I feel it. More than likely what's going to happen is he's going to take him down, take the back, and sever choke him out. Within he's, 90 seconds. Yeah. Within 90 seconds yeah. tops. He's just got to survive that first barrage that Tank's going to throw. And I think he will. Yep. It's going to be coming at him slower. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, this. it's going to be a very telegraphed punch. If he hits it, it's going to hurt him. Oh, yeah. Because he's going to hit hard. If he lands, I mean, Abbott's always had the power in his hands. But, yeah, this... No technique, no stamina. I didn't think Ken had a, a chance. Uh, I'd have still picked Severn. In this fight, oh, yeah, I would have too. I mean, especially the way Ken's fought these last few fights. He probably would have taken a dive and then said Severn kicked him in the balls. Um... I give Abbott even less of a chance. Much less. Absolutely. Because at least uh, Ken still trains. Uh, the wrestling fan of me loves to see Kurt Angle anytime Kurt Angle's around. Uh, so they're going to have a pro wrestling match on a, on a card with a grappling match and a boxing match yeah. for the MMA fight. It's something different. You know, it's it's not to be taken seriously, guys. It's just, it's something fun. It's a freak fight. Yeah, it's definitely a freak card all the way around. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I gotta see it. I gotta see what happens. I just want to watch those two old guys. Well, I want to see Chael and uh, and Michael in a little grappling match, and whoever this fan is, Byron Phillips. Roy Jones is gonna put him to sleep within a round, probably. I want to see some of those crazy Roy Jones Jr. combos that come out of nowhere. Winner gets a hundred grand. Yeah. Well, Roy Jones Jr. is going to give himself a hundred grand. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts before we end the show. Uh, had a great weekend. Had a great card uh, at one ninety six. Um, I'm always looking forward to the next fights, but I, uh, coming up and not to, to discount Frank Mir and Mark Hunt, but I'm anxiously awaiting. Uh, Tony and Khabib. I am too. More than anything. It's yeah, not to yeah. take anything away from this card coming up or any other cards on top of that. But uh, I I really want to see Khabib make it to a fight. I do too. And to see how Tony does against someone of that style right. and quality. Um, Tony's beaten a lot of great fighters yeah. in great fashion. He's shown a lot of toughness even in his one loss um, uh, in the UFC. So I want to see... Those two things. And so, that's not the takeaway. I love Mark Hunt. Frank Mir's always a good fighter to watch. But Tony and Khabib, that's where my yeah. that's where my, my sights are, are focused on right now. I agree. I, I'm I'm excited. I, I like any time the Hunt hits the cage because there's always that big knockout. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking past that and looking forward to, to the Tony and, and Khabib fight as well. So, uh, on that note, we will end it. We'll be back next week uh, to talk about to, or talk about Mir and Hunt and that whole Brisbane card. Uh, take another moment to thank you guys, as always, for listening. Make sure you go into the Average Joe's MMA Facebook page. Give us a like. You know, if you got a minute, hit up iTunes. Give us a review. Five stars. Five. It helps us get people to notice our page. <laughs> Helps us climb up in the rankings. And we need that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So, you know, do us a favor. Give us a review. Um, pass along some information to your friends. Let them know. 
And uh, if anything breaks in between this week and next week's episode, you know we'll absolutely have it up on the Average Joe's MMA Facebook page. So for David Van Bogle, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. We'll be back next week.